If it's Monday, that means we check in with Crane's Detroit Business, and this morning it's Mike Lee, Crane's Detroit Business Managing Editor. Good morning, Michael. Hope you had a great weekend. You too, Paul. I certainly did. i got to ask you a, a publishing question about another fine publication. The This was the Sunday Free Press. They had a story in the Metro section entirely in Spanish. Have they done that before, or did someone hit the wrong button, or what What was not, that all about? Not that, not that I'm aware of. Um, I, I, I can't recall them publishing a story in Spanish before. Um, you know, newspapers are trying to reach diverse audiences, and that's that's one way to do it. I was but just... I don't, I, I don't know anything. I, I don't have any inside insight on their thinking. I'm drinking my... Sunday morning coffee, and I'm paging through my stack of newspapers, and I, you know, I'm not always uh, lucid, <laughs> and I kept thinking, I can't, I cannot read this story. What am I missing here? Are they quoting maybe, someone on maybe something? Maybe you can read it if you have a couple more cups of coffee. Paul. Maybe, I I, well, or <laughs> a couple of cocktails, but not at this hour. But anyway, I just wondered. I'd never seen that before. Anyway. No, that's uh, new. That's new. Yeah. Okay. Uh, back to a Crane's Detroit business and a variety of stories, including uh, a story you've been following all along, giving us uh, good insight and information, a big story that took a couple of turns during the week. Yeah, it was the big news a couple of years ago was announced that uh, Dan Gilbert and Stephen Ross, the New York City developer, Detroit native, known for giving lots of money to the University of Michigan, we're going to work together to uh, redevelop the, the Wayne County jail site, the failed jail site on Gratiot, uh, on the west side of downtown. Um, last week, we learned uh, that they had essentially broken up on that project and that um, Gilbert's bedrock was going to go ahead with redeveloping that site. And Ross was going to look elsewhere to put what is planned as a Center for Innovation for the University of Michigan. It would be a big outpost in Detroit um, for for U of M. Um, then, then the next day, we learned that uh, Roth is actually talking with the Illich family about putting it in in the district Detroit. They're just in talk. There's no done deal yet here. Um, today's paper, we look at at some of the, the you know how likely is that to happen? What are some of the obstacles? Um, there are some issues. They would have to assemble some land. It's not all controlled by one one person, as as the jail site is. Um, so there could be issues piecing together the property. Um, there have been other partners who were interested in working in District Detroit, and it didn't work out for one reason or another. So everyone knows it's been slow to slow to develop outside of the outside of the stadium. Um, and then we learned on, on Friday that Denise Illich, uh, a member of the Illich family, obviously, who also sits on U of M's Board of Regents, said she was going to recuse herself from the talk. And she had actually learned learned about it from someone outside the university. But then she told the rest of the board and several of them that's how they learned about it. So that, that's kind of an interesting uh, interesting twist at the end. Um this this is really going to be an interesting project. Uh, you know, Stephen Ross is a is a major major league developer, developed right. in yards in New York, and other big projects. So you know, if he comes in in a big way, it could make a big difference. For sure, and this is way. and and this is really good news that this whole proposed U of M Center for Innovation being in Detroit is not dead. 
which is what we thought right. when we first heard the first story. And you're right, the next day we got the rest of the story, and I hope that story continues to uh, live. There's an awful lot of talk about uh, Beaumont and Spectrum, and I'm glad that you've taken a deep dive into the history of uh, of both places, including calling upon a, another publication to help you do that. Yeah, we teamed up with uh, MI Biz, which is a, a business publication in Grand Rapids that, that knows Spectrum Health inside and out. Um, and, and we wrote sort of major pieces looking at how Beaumont and Spectrum were were built. Uh, Spectrum has kind of an interesting history. It, 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 its roots are in Butterworth and Blodgett Hospitals, the two big hospitals in Grand Rapids, um, who, who for years were trying to beat each other's brains out and spending <laughs> massive amounts of money. If, if one of them got the fancy new machine, the other one bought the fancy new machine. If one of them was expanding, the other one was expanding. That obviously drives up healthcare costs. The, the business community in Grand Rapids said, "Hey, wait a minute. This, they, they, these are nonprofit hospitals. They don't have to compete like you know, like Ford and GM." Um, and eventually, they they merged together. Um, along the way, since then, they've acquired numerous hospitals in smaller towns like Fremont, Ludington, um, those kind of places on the west side of the state. We looked at the same thing for Beaumont, which obviously was built out of a very large merger with uh, Oakwood and uh, Botsford um, the, uh, about 10 years ago. Um, you know, that the, the, the crisis, the, the, not the crisis, but the thinking there was that it just been through the, the, the one-two punch of the Great Recession and Obamacare, um, and hospital executives were like, we, we have to get bigger to be more secure, really, to be able to withstand a crisis like that. Hmm. Um, and that that uh, most of those trends are continuing to today, and it's what's driving the current merger. Uh, it, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch this one play out. This week marks uh, Crane's Detroit Business's Fast 50 ranking of the fastest-growing companies in southeast Michigan. Yeah, this is uh, something we do every year, uh, do a ranking of the, of the, of the, of the fastest-growing, like you said, um, it's uh, it's very uh, firmly top. The list is firm, very firmly topped by the mortgage business this year. Um, top three companies were Maddish Bia's United Wholesale Mortgage, Dan Gilbert's Rocket Companies, and third was Flagstar Bank, which is is very big in uh, in the mortgage business. It's just been a great time for the mortgage business. We've talked about it before. Low interest rates, lots of refis. Um, and that's you know that's been been really good for Michigan, but I mean these these companies have grown massively, and this is over the past three years is how we rank it. Um, we give some credit for size that the big company you know a bigger company grows a whole lot that that counts um and that's pretty, really the case here um you know these these companies are growing at a scale that you know it really it, it's it's had the effect of diversifying our economy, you know, away from the automotive business, mm-hmm. um, which is something people talked about for decades and never really happened. And, and, and you know, now this other industry is coming in and, uh, and you know, changing the landscape a little bit. On the uh, lighter side, in the minute or so, minute and a half we have left, uh, if you want to play a drinking game courtside at a Pistons game, it, you know, like take a drink every time there's a dunk or something. There's a bar now set up within reach. You will not if you have to walk to... nearly as far. Yeah, you will not have if... to walk nearly as far to get to get those drinks. Uh, the yes. Pistons are rolling out something new this year. 
um, the, uh, a, a basically a bar at courtside, three rows in. If, if people who have courtside seats, rows one through three, will be won't have to walk very far to get. Uh, can can the can there. the players can the players access that? In the past, Pistons that, could a, use a couple a really of good question. Yeah, <laughs> couple of that's a really stiff good shots. Question, so. <laughs> <laughs> shots. Yeah. <laughs> Just wondering, and this isn't this is brand new. This is an innovation Detroit can call its own. I think. Yeah, they 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 believe they're their first NBA team that has done this. They you know they were kind of looking for changes going into the first season when full crowds will be allowed uh, again. And this is one of the one of the things that 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 actually came up. It almost the idea almost came up out of out of the, the very small crowds they had last year, and you know people wanting to be together. Um, you've seen other bars, other places. Obviously, Comerica Park has a has a very popular bar, area, and this this will be this will be uh, another another twist on that. Yeah, sponsored by Grey Goose Vodka and Cure Insurance. I think an odd coupling of sponsorships for a courtside <laughs> bar. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike, now we know the rest of the story, and you can get it all in Crane's Detroit business because we just had the managing editor on, Mike Lee. You go online to cranesdetroit.com, cranesdetroit.com. Thank you, Michael, for getting us started on the right foot. We appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. As we continue on the Paul W. Smith Show, Monday morning edition.